Okay, guys, we are essentially live. I mean, we're not really live, but I'm recording. I pressed the go live button, and so we are going live to Vimeo, and uh, I'm recording audio as well. So this is an audio podcast that I'm also recording on video, which that explains the sloppy start, okay? What I'm doing is hopefully in the future, I'm going to be recording audio podcasts and a video component, which will be on tom.locals.com. How's that, guys? I'm going to have a uh, video podcast, but it's only going to be on tom.locals.com. And uh, as you can see, we're having a little trouble getting started here. That little ding was coming from my computer. And I clicked Do Not Disturb, so now I can record without any disturbances. Now, why am I doing a sloppy start here? Because I wasn't really prepared to begin my podcast. But I wanted to get one up on Friday, before the weekend started, so that I could, um, you know, have a podcast. Because I haven't done one in, in a long time. Why? Because I've been so busy with Gutfeld. Greg Gutfeld's show is on every day at 11 now, and I have to make a video. I don't have to, but I've been making videos for the show pretty much every day. Uh, we started doing this angry white male video, and Greg likes to put it into his monologue. And uh, most of you who are at all interested in what I'm doing have seen it. <laughs> but the, uh, the video, of course, consists of me being completely non-angry, a completely reasonable and friendly, happy, affable, avuncular white male. Uh, but it's called angry white male. So you get the juxtaposition there or the, uh, the little ironic twist. It says I'm angry, but I'm not angry. So you get the joke, right? Well, Greg really liked it, and uh, it tends to fit well with his his monologue rants, and so he's wanted one every night for some uh, period of time, and so I've been very busy doing that. And I can't seem to, I could, I could find the time, obviously. You can always sit down and you can record a podcast, but I just haven't done it. Because when I'm done making my video and I send it off, I say, oh my gosh, I'm done for the day here. I did what I had to do. And then I crack open a beer and I sit outside and I light a fire. So that, that's why. It's a little bit of laziness. And also a little bit of, hey, I've done my work for the day, and uh, do I really need to say anything else? And also, a lot of what I have to say is, you know, I've, I've done this before. I've said it on the podcast. I've said it on my live streams that I've done on, on um, Facebook and, and things like that, and, and on my local site. I, I talk about this kind of thing all the time. I got nothing to say to these people. I'm talking about the whole world. If I had a radio show, that was on three hours a day like I used to, I think I would have been canceled already because I have no regard for any of this stuff. I have no regard for any of this stuff that's going on in the world. I have no respect for the people who are doing the things that they're doing. And I have no... Uh, I am so far in the camp of... Uh, I guess what would you would, what would you call it? 
with the anti-lockdown, anti-mask, anti-everything uh, crowd, I am so far into that crowd that I don't think I'd be welcome on any mainstream platforms. I mean, I think I would have had my show pulled off, of, even if I wasn't working for any big uh, media company, I would have had my show pulled off of YouTube by now. I have had stuff. I've, I've made, you know, I think I shared with you guys, I don't know if I did this on a, on a podcast, but when I advertised my live stand-up show at the Stress Factory in Connecticut, I had it censored by the Facebook people. They wouldn't take my money. I tried to give them $10 to boost my post so that I could tell people that I was doing a live show. And they put a COVID warning on it, and they said, we can't promote this. And then when I put an, an unpaid uh, event up on Facebook that said, come see me live at the Stress Factory in Connecticut, where I was doing a live legal show in a legal venue, Facebook slapped a COVID warning on it, and it said the CDC recommends not going to the show. <laughs> they said the, the CD re, CDC recommendations uh, advise people to avoid large gatherings and blah, blah, blah. If you want more, click on this and go to some you know paranoid uh, CDC site or whatever. But they, they're actively trying to discourage people from going to my live show. So I was censored just for doing normal, everyday things. Never mind me ranting about how we have criminals in charge of our public health establishment. <laughs> so anyway, that's why I'm not out there doing live streams every day. I mean, it wouldn't do any good because if I said exactly what I want to say, Facebook would pull my video down. YouTube would censor my video. Um, so anyway, that's, that's where I am in the world. So what good does it do for any of these people? To, now, that being said, I have such respect for the people who are on the Internet fighting every day, screaming about the fact that we've become a, a terrible country, that we don't have freedom in our country anymore. Uh, and people like Alex Berenson and Naomi Wolf that I follow on Twitter, you know, it's such an insufferable platform, but I open up Twitter every day and I look at these accounts. I have a little uh, section devoted to COVID talk from s sensible people. I call them Team Reality. And uh, so anyway... And I've had some of the people on the podcast, obviously. So I'm not hiding. I'm not hiding my views. But it just doesn't... The, the, the upside is so little. And there's so many people who are out there doing it better than me. Because I couldn't be doing what Naomi Wolf is doing. I don't have the, the energy or the wherewithal or the... I mean, she's basically full-time uh, COVID crusader at this point. She's running around trying to get bills passed. And she's doing all this great stuff. And she's a total left-wing liberal. Uh, Alex Berenson, I don't think he's conservative by any means, but so many of the COVID people are on the right and on the left. And uh, when I say the COVID people, I mean the team reality, the people who are against lockdowns, against masks, against hysteria and foolishness. So anyway, all the power to them. And I just think it's great that I get to do my silly videos every day and uh, be a huge part of the number one show at 11 o'clock on cable, the Greg Gutfeld show. And so it's been a whole lot of great fun. And I'm going to be on the Gutfeld show next week on Thursday as a, as a guest on the panel. But until then, I'll probably be making uh, videos for him almost every day. What did I want to talk about today? When I do this podcast, I love talking about kind of the cancel situation. And one of them kind of went by without much notice. I, I didn't see any talk about this on 
Fox or on other cable, but I'm sure it, it, it obviously made the headlines because it was in the Washington Post and the New York Times and everything like that. This guy, Caleb Kennedy, I don't watch American Idol, but Caleb Kennedy was an American Idol guy and he was kicked off of the show. So here's the headline from the Washington Post. American Idol boots finalist Caleb Kennedy over video featuring KKK-style hood. Now, he's like a country western guy. Do they say that anymore, country western? He's a country pop dude. And he's young. He's 16 years old. He was on American Idol. The judges loved him. Uh, You know, you had Lionel Richie standing up, giving a standing ovation. So what happened here? Some American Idol guy made a, a KKK video? What? Seemed unlikely, so I looked into the story here. Uh, Caleb put on his Instagram, Hey, y'all, this is going to be a bit of a surprise, but I'm no longer going to be on American Idol. There was a video that surfaced on the internet, and it displayed actions that were not meant to be taken in that way. Okay, here's what happened. Somebody posted an old Snapchat video that he made. It's all of four seconds long, and I'm not going to put it on this broadcast because I don't want to be accused of, uh, you know, having a hood, uh, a white hood on my podcast, right? They'd probably take this off the, uh, the, the, the um, internet. So it's a four-second video. You can see it on the internet if you have to dig, but a lot of the people who are writing about it didn't put it on theirs because they didn't want to have a white hood on their video. So it was a uh, four-second video, and it's this guy, Caleb. He's 12 years old, so he did this four years ago. On his Snapchat, he was 12. He was 12. And then behind him, in some wood-paneled basement, there's somebody with a white hood. That's it. It's just Caleb and then somebody with a white hood behind him. And then that's it. It's a Snapchat video. And it says, oh, my, on it. Oh, my. Okay. So here's what happened. When he was 12 years old, he went to see this movie uh, that was uh, called Strangers. They pray at night. Pray like P-R-E-Y, like pray, like victims. Strangers, they pray at night. It was a horror movie in which a white hooded, a guy in a white hood goes around chopping people up with an axe. And he's got just basically like a white, a scary white hood over his head. You know, like in in horror movies, they have, what do you got? Freddy Krueger, right? Who's all scarred up with a hat on. Uh, uh, Who are the other ones? Um, You know, Michael, Michael Johnson or whatever his name was. I don't know. Freddy, uh, Freddy, Michael, I don't know. All these horror guys, uh, they all have their, their look. And this guy's look was a white hood over his head. He didn't exactly look like a clan guy because he didn't have a pointy head. You know, he didn't have the clan robe, but he had a white sheath over his head. Kind of looked like a, like a, a, like he had a pillowcase over his head and he chopped people up. Okay. So he was scary and he had, So it was nothing, it was just a white thing with two holes cut in the eyes. And so he went to see this movie, and then his friend imitated the killer in that movie by putting on a white hood and being behind him. And then he had his Snapchat, and he, oh, look behind me, there's the guy with the white hood from the horror movie. So he was imitating a horror movie that he had just seen. It was a mainstream movie. It was in theaters, and it made $30 million. I never heard of it, but I don't go to see those kind of movies. So that was it. It was a snippet that was done when he was 12 where he was imitating a horror movie that he just saw, and that's it. Somebody posted it on their YouTube page, and American Idol removed him from the show, 
scrubbed him from all their social media, erased him from history. <laughs> it's true Soviet style. Okay, so there was no KKK hood. There wasn't nothing like that. In fact, when they write about it in the papers, they, they say he was wearing a KKK style hood. <laughs> no, KKK style. Uh, so there wasn't any kind of racist thing happening, right? There was just a 12-year-old imitating a mainstream horror movie that he had seen. Uh, and that's it. But by the time this kid updated his social media, he had already been removed from American Idol. And without any you know, notice, they didn't say anything. They just erased him and took him off. And, you know, because he, there were clips of him on, the, uh, on their social media, they pulled all the clips off and they made him disappear. And then the next episode's coming up and he will not be in that episode. So let's look at his how he handled this, because obviously the way he should have handled it was maybe, you know, make a video and say, hey, American Idol kicked me off because I made a video from when I was 12, and it was about a horror movie that I'd seen, and uh, they overreacted, and they're a bunch of idiots, and, you know, to heck with American Idol, what a bunch of dummies, don't you think? But he didn't say that. He posted, hey, y'all, this is going to be a bit of a surprise. I'm no longer going to be on American Idol. There was a video that surfaced on the internet, and it displayed actions that were not meant to be taken in that way. Well, yeah. Okay, so explain them. Why don't you explain that you were... Well, first of all... <laughs> I'll continue reading. I was younger and did not think about the actions, but that's not an excuse. Um... You see this a lot in these kind of statements. I was younger and did not think about the action. I was younger is an excuse. When you're 12 and you do something dumb, that is an excuse. That's an excuse. You say, I was 12, guys. I was 12. Even George Bush said, he. you know, when he got caught, the fact that he had... Uh, he had a drunken driving a charge. And that's when he was, like, in his 20s, I think. He said, when I was young and irresponsible, I was young and irresponsible. And we actually said, okay, you were in your 20s. This kid was 12, and he made a video that wasn't even really wasn't even offensive. He was horsing around with his friend imitating a horror movie. So even if you want to say it was, it was bad what he did, what you say was, oh, I did a dumb thing when I was 12. He said, I was younger and did not think about the actions, but that's not an excuse. I want to say sorry to all my fans and everyone who I have let down. You haven't let anyone down, dummy. I'll be taking a little time off social media to better myself. But saying that, I know this has hurt and disappointed a lot of people. I mean, it's like he quadruples down on the stupidity. Maybe he didn't write it himself, but it's written in such a dumb way that it seems like a 16-year-old wrote this. He's got nothing to apologize for, number one. I was younger is an excuse. Uh, nobody was let down. Nobody was let down. In fact, People Magazine, The Washington Post, and everyone else jump for joy over these dumb stories. They love writing about KKK hoods. I mean, they can't, ha they, they can't get enough of it. 
Uh, so I'll be taking a little time off social media to, to better myself. People do that. I, I, I'm going to do the work. I, I got to go do. I got some hard work to do. You're not going to better yourself. The way you can better yourself is you can say, "Hey, you bunch of idiots! I was 12 years old." Uh, I'm so sorry," he says. Exclamation point. I pray that one day, I pray that I can one day regain your trust in who I am and have your respect. Thank you for supporting me. I don't support you. I think you're an idiot because you apologized for, for no reason. I mean, you're an idiot. So then his mother comes out and she explains that he was imitating this movie. And then she says he doesn't have a racist bone in his body. And he, he, has, he loves everyone and has friends of all races. I mean, these people are... Talk about idiotic. When somebody accuses you of racism, don't say, I don't have a racist bone in my body. That's the dumbest thing to ever say. Anyway, the kid got caught by American Idol. He got chewed up, thrown out, and, you know, hopefully he'll be, he'll be fine. I hope he does take time off to get smart and realize that, the A, the world loves this stuff. They love, uh, they love, the media loves racism so much that they have to make it up. My gosh, how foolish. Okay, so the next thing I wanted to say really was, I think I said something on the last part. I can't tell what I've said and what I haven't said, but it was interesting because I, I think that it's something, there's such a bigger issue in this, and that is that data, uh, it's, you know, people use the thing, I trust the science all the time, I trust the science, I trust... But more than anything, they say, I'm going to follow the data. We're just following the data. And uh, data's stupid. Don't follow the data. I feel like should I, I should have a podcast called Don't Follow the Data. It, it, like, I could talk about this forever, because every day in the news, I hear people talking about how they're following data, especially on COVID, but on other things. And there's no reason to follow the data. You, you don't follow data. It's not followable. Data is data. So when people talk about they're making COVID policy based on the data, or they're following the data, and that's why they're doing their... It's just not true. You are making things up. You're making judgments that are not based on data. They're based on your idea about how the world is, but it's not data. So when they have a chart of, oh, this is... How many people have died? Okay, look at all these people that died. Well, yeah, compared to what? What are you talking about? They, or when they say, in this area of the country, we're following the data, and because there's these cases, now I'm closing down bars and restaurants, and I'm making people wear masks. But the thing is, those two things aren't connected. Closing a bar in a restaurant, you have no data. You have data that says there are people... Uh, you know, that are testing positive for this virus that you're talking about. But you don't have any data that says that your policy of closing a restaurant or shutting down at 10 o'clock or having someone wear a mask, you don't have anything there that shows you that your solutions are going to be effective. So data is useless. It's useless. If you want to tell people they have to strap something on their face, okay, you're not basing that on data. You're basing that on a decision that says, I want someone to have something strapped on their face. And then there are people, so if I were a governor or something, 
I wouldn't, I, I would, I would make a decision not based on data, but based on whether it's right to order someone to cover their face, which it is not. Okay. So if you order someone to cover their face, that decision is based on the fact that you think it's okay for someone to cover their face. It's not okay. You don't have the authority to do it. You can't do it. Okay? Forget about that. You, then you, you couch yourself in data. There's no data. There's a decision you just made. If you want to take someone's job away, you want to shut down their, their business, okay, that's because you believe it's okay to shut down business. It's not okay. It's not okay. So your decision isn't, stop saying data. It doesn't work, buddy. Okay? It's just like with global warming. People say, oh, we're following the data because we see it's, it's, uh, it is beyond, it is beyond proven that the, glo the uh, uh, atmosphere has warmed this much, this many degrees, this percentage, uh, that there is this much snow melt happening in the northern hemisphere, etc. Okay. Uh, all right, that's your data. But then the steps you're taking, you know, the uh, Paris Climate Agreement, the, uh, the carbon, carbon emission caps, those things are not going to solve the problem. Okay, you say they are, but they're not. You're not going to slow the warming of the planet through your actions. It's the same way with these non-pharmaceutical interventions. They say, oh, we're doing this uh, as a result of the data. But your future data won't match up with your fantasy data in your head. Because your fantasy data is that I'm going to close down this business and then it's going to slow the spread of COVID. It's not, okay? I'm going to pay, make people wear soggy things on their face and it's going to prevent people from getting COVID in my city. And if we have more people wearing more soggy uh, things covering their face, then it'll be less COVID. That's not the way it works, okay? It doesn't work. So your solution is not going to solve your data problem. Same thing with the, with the global warming guys. Their, their solutions are bad. Their solutions hurt more people than they, than they help because the climate people, the climate activists and the, uh, the people who want carbon uh, caps and things like that, they hurt economies, which hurts poor people, and they kill more people. So global warming policies hurt people. They hurt economies, especially people at the bottom. And it's the same way with the COVID policies. The COVID policies hurt people, caused more death. So they failed. And they can keep saying that they're following the data, but they're not following the data. They're following their own idea about the way that the world should work. And those ideas, even if they worked, they would be wrong, but they don't work. So they can talk about data all they want, but they're A, wrong, and B, they're immoral because their solutions would be objectionable whether they worked or not. But 
they don't work, which is why I've always said it, you know, from the very beginning when people say, well, uh, you know, uh, uh, I would, uh, you know, masks are okay if they worked, if the studies come out. No, they're not okay. They're not okay even if they work, but they don't work. It's the same thing with the shutdowns. And it's a perfect example because the global warming debate happened in the exact same way where people keep screaming about um, the, the, the planet. And I always tell people, people on the right who, who say, oh, you know, global warming, uh, it's, uh, the planet's not getting any warmer. Uh, I say, go ahead and, and concede that it is. Concede that it is. Say, yeah, of course. The science is correct. The planet is getting warmer. Your dumb Al Gore solutions will not, will not cool the planet, okay? And in the bargain, you're going to get no results on a, uh, you know, on, on slowing the temperature of the planet by destroying the economies of our Western nations and hurting uh, third world countries in the process. But you will cause a lot of death and destruction, okay? So you're going to hurt people, you're going to hurt economies, you're going to cause disease and death, much more disease and death than you would without those global warming solutions of yours. And it's the same with the non-pharmaceutical interventions on COVID, causing much more death, much more destruction, destruction of economies, and bad health outcomes. You've caused people to become less healthy with your dumb stay home, stay safe. It's caused people to become less healthy both physically and mentally. It's caused suicide rates to skyrocket. It's caused substance abuse to skyrocket. And it's caused uh, outcomes from other diseases to, uh, to worsen. Worsen heart disease, worsen uh, hypertension, worsen kidney disease. People are not getting care in other ways. I mean, it, all of this stuff is so obvious, so patently obvious, and they're quadrupling down on their dumb solutions, and you still have people from the CDC coming out and patting themselves on the back and saying, well, look what we did. Now now people can open up again because of all the things we did because we slowed this. But they didn't slow anything, those stupid idiots. Didn't slow anything. Okay, so that's today's audio podcast. For those of you who want to uh, hear more of this, there's always more on tom.locals.com. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to continue this video by playing uh, a fun little video for the folks on Locals. And uh, so I'm going to cut off the audio now and say goodbye. And then for the people who are uh, followers on Locals, we'll continue, okay? So we'll see you soon on the audio podcast. And for those folks on Locals, how do you do?